Black joy and bootstraps The podcast that you really need Helping my black community Good vibes, good energy Black joy and bootstraps Top financial literacy Love and education Wanna see my people elevated yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Black Joy and Bootstraps. I am your host, Felicia Jimenez, and I am so excited. Y'all, I know y'all are going to get tired of me saying that, but I really am. Like every single guest that we have on here gets me so stoked, so geeked, um, because I just have been surrounded by incredible people. So uh, one of my really good friends that I work with, Ebony Arts, who is like, Oh my goodness, the this Nubian goddess of all things good. Uh, she is married to Marvin. Marvin, say hey to the folks. Hey, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> so we have Marvin Arts on today, and Marvin is like, I want to say jack of all trades, but he's perfected. I feel like he's perfected them all. So we're going to talk about that today. Marvin, tell us a little bit. Actually, let me back up. Let me say why I have Marvin on today before I even tell y'all what he does. So right now... As y'all already know, for the pandemic, uh, it has put a stress and a strain on a lot of folks, on a lot of families. Um, We have an all-time high unemployment rate, and we already know that the Black community, whenever it comes to unemployment rates, that our community is hit the hardest all the time. So I I had to get Marvin on because Marvin is... Well, he's going to tell us. He's going to tell us what he does. So, Marvin, tell us, tell the folks what it is that you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Fantastic. So, uh, again, Felicia, thank you for having me on. Yes. Um, so, just a little bit of, just a little bit about me. Um, I'm an HR professional. I've been working in human resources, doing a lot of recruiting for about the last 10 years. But in 2012, I decided that I wanted to start my own resume writing business. So I wanted to leverage my skills in HR and recruiting. And I just saw so many people out there were having a challenging time trying to find a job, just, you know, trying to find out where to start. Right. So um, I just, I use my skills and knowledge from, from HR to start this resume writing business. And it started because I was having my own troubles trying to find a job, especially being a black man, mm-hmm. being an entry, entry-level professional. I just didn't know what to do or where to go or what resources were available uh, for me because I didn't have anyone to kind of help guide me in that direction. So Which, I actually had... Sorry, I'm, I just had to say, ahead. I feel like that is so typical of us, period, right? Like, we don't have the network. We're just kind of like, whereas other people have built up and they have this entire network around them where if they lose their jobs, they have it. And so you're right. Like, in our community, we're like, okay, where do we go? We don't have... And we have plenty of professionals, right? I don't want to make it seem like the black community ain't got no professionals. We do. But at the same time, it's difficult to feel like where, which network do we tap into? How do we do that? Where to go? So anyway, I just had to add that. You're, you're absolutely correct on that. And to your point, I mean, you are 100% right. And just me being an entry-level professional, I was just trying to find out, okay, where do I want to go? What do I want to do for, you know, the rest of my professional career? And I actually met this lady um, that was part of an organization uh, called Dallas HR. And I met this lady, and I told her a little bit about myself, my academic background, and was telling her what I was looking for. And the first thing she asked me was, okay, let me see your resume. So I showed her my resume, and she was like, okay, <laughs> here's one of your problems. Your resume is not w- where it needs to be. So I worked with her. She kind of helped me revamp some things, change some things around. And I was like, wow, this is what 
a resume is supposed to look like. Right. So at that time, I hadn't gotten into HR yet. I was actually looking for my first HR role. Mm-hmm. So once she changed that around and revised that for me, started applying for jobs again, and I finally got my first call for an HR job. So went in, did the interview, got a call a few weeks later and was offered the job. So after about six months in that role, I was like, you know what? I want to help people find jobs, just like how I was helped. So I decided at that point, let's go ahead and, you know, start this resume writing business. And at first, Ebony was the one that pushed me to do it because at first I didn't want to do it. I was writing resumes for people for free. And she was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's go ahead and and, and do this. Let's, Mm -hmm. Let's start, you know, getting your name out there, getting a business out there, and let's, you know, start started business and thanks to her um you know i went ahead and and started that in 2012 and it's kind of you know been uh, uphill ever since ever since then so it just started off strictly as a resume writing business but then as you know the years went on we started adding things like career coaching helping people prep for interviews linkedin profile revisions and Mm -hmm. now you know i'm looking at adding some additional things services and working on a couple of projects right now I should have known that Ebony had something to do with you being as great as you are because Ebony builds everybody <laughs> up around her. So I should have known I should have known the story was going to end with or somewhere in there was going to be and because Ebony. <laughs> so yeah, she she is so perfect. So I love that and Marvin, and I have to tell everybody listening today, this is one of the biggest reasons, y'all. Everybody that we have on this show, I have them on a show because they are the epitome of each one, teach one. Marvin didn't just sit on that knowledge and go, bet, like, I'm good. I'm in there. I got my HR job. No, like, he was like, yo, everybody needs this. You know what I mean? Like, everybody needs to know how to write a good resume. And my mom, God rest her soul, was, she was the resume writer for the whole family. Like, people would be like, could you take a look at my resume? And I don't know why that that was not a skill that's passed down to me. But listen, I'm going to learn some stuff today from you, Marvin. You hear me? Like, we all going to learn some <laughs> stuff today because I'm like, and, and just when we hear people say, right, um, always have an updated resume, always have an updated resume. I am the epitome of doing the exact opposite. Like when, once I start thinking, okay, I'm going to pivot, that's when I go, oh crap, I need to update my resume. Right. So could you speak to that a little bit? Like, why is it important to always have an updated resume? Then we're going to get into all the other stuff, but why is that important? Yeah. So it's important. I mean, the number one thing that I always tell all my clients is make sure your resume is always ready to go because with us being in such an unpredictable job market with things changing it seems like on a daily basis mm-hmm. with you know some companies filing for bankruptcy you know they're having a furlough lay off people you just don't know what's going to happen and when the market is going to shift in a negative way that's going to impact mm-hmm. impact your job and your company so i always tell people update your resume at least every six to twelve months because you don't want to find yourself in a position to where you're having to scramble to update your resume because I've worked with people before that haven't updated their resume in 10 years. Oh yeah. In some cases, because they get in, they get in the job, Mm -hmm. they're comfortable in their job, which is fine. Right. I mean, you get in a job that you like and you want to stay there and you don't think about updating your resume because you don't think anything is going to happen. Right. But you just don't, don't know these days. So if that resume is, is updated, ready to go in the event, something happens, you can start submitting it without having to spend days trying to update it or trying to find someone else to update it for you in a, in a, you know, quickly. (laughs) Because sometimes people come to me and they're like, Hey, I need my resume done. You know, I want to apply for this job tomorrow. It's like, Whoa, well, you know, you should, (laughs) you should have came to me, you know, maybe a few weeks ago or something and we could have, you know, got that 
got that updated for you, but you just don't want to find yourself scrambling trying to update your resume in the event something happens and you need to start applying for jobs. Absolutely. And I feel like that's so many of us, right? Like we're big procrastinators. Let me speak for myself because people on here are like, excuse you, I am type A. I have everything together. Okay. We ain't talking to you then. We talking to folks like me because I am like the procrastinator. And then last minute I'm like, oh crap, they wanted the resume yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And so now I got to hurry up. Just like you said, I'm the person that comes to you and says, yo, so you can have this done by midnight or no. Like, <laughs> and you're like, yo, how much you paying? Because I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not going to bump all my other clients. Right. So then in the end you probably even end up paying more so you told us you told us how you got into this career and everything um but now i want to get into the nitty-gritty because if i must be honest like i have heard so many resume tips and yo and i'm still not good at it like i will and just like 90 percent of folks right instead of like paying someone i'm gonna go on google Right. I'm going to look at other resumes and go, yeah, this is good. Let me copy and paste this. Let me tweak this a little. Right. But I want to know, like, what are some of the most common pitfalls or mistakes that you've seen when you get somebody's resume and you go, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the most common thing that I, I see from a lot of my clients and before, actually, let me back up just a little bit. So when someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, I need a resume done. Can you do me a generic resume? I hear that a lot. It's like, can you do me a generic resume? I just need a resume where I can just use it to apply for, you know, all types of jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing I tell them is that there's not such a thing as a one size fits all resume because depending on, depending on what type of industry you're in, like if you're an accountant, for an example, Mm -hmm. you want to have an accountant, resume a a resume specifically customized for accountant roles Mm -hmm. but you may also be looking for let's say financial analyst roles as well right so you want to look for accountant roles and financial analyst roles you need to have two separate resumes in that case Ah. and i think the common mistake that so many people make is that they just think if i just do just this one resume it can just be you know a generic resume to use for all mm-hmm. types of jobs regardless of what I want to apply to okay well, well that I'm doesn't really guilty. work these days so I'm like go <laughs> this really is embarrassing work these days. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and, and it's a it's a common mistake right people people just don't know right, right. they just think okay i have this i got this fantastic resume I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start applying for jobs. And then they start, you know, submitting 50, 60, 70 applications. And they're like, why is no one, why is no one calling me back? I know I have a, you know, I know I have a stellar resume. What's going on? But a lot of companies these days, especially corporate America, they use what they call applicant tracking systems. And these applicant tracking systems will literally score your resume. It would give you a resume a score. And it really is going to depend on, well, how does your resume match up with that job description? Ah. And if it's nothing like that job description, it doesn't contain any of the skills that job description is asking for, then you're you're out. <laughs> so, I mean, you really have to make sure those resumes are detailed and specifically customized for certain certain jobs. And a lot of people, they, they aren't aware of that. Marvin. I don't even think you understand how much game you just put me on right now and how embarrassed I feel that I knew none of this. Like, because I'm that person that's like, yeah, this is good. Let me send this out to everybody, whoever can. And and I know that when you know better, you do better, right? Like, I'm going to say that continually probably on every episode. And you don't know what you don't know, right? So um, all joking aside, I say I'm embarrassed, but I'm really not. You just don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And so I'm sitting here thinking the exact same thing, like, 
if I have all of these things, they'll see. And I need to talk about that as well, because my my thought process was I've had a lot of like several different jobs um, in the past. You know, like I've worked in a housing department at my university, helping people get housing. I have worked in um, in gold and precious metals shipping department. I have worked. I'm a teacher now, you know, educator like I've done several different jobs. I've been a TA, like I just so many different things. And so in my brain, I'm thinking, oh, if I just put all those things on there, they'll think that I'm diverse. They'll think that, you know, I have the skills to learn different things. And all of my former employers will will rave about me. Right. Like I have a good work history. So any reference, you know, they'll just think I'm good. But you're sitting here saying, nah, boo, you, you need to cater that and stop playing. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You just you just want to make sure, like, whatever job that you're applying for, only provide the relevant information. And oh. a lot of us have transferable have transferable skills, right? Mm-hmm. You have a certain skill set that will easily transition to another field, another industry. So you want to make sure that you integrate those skills with that job that mm-hmm. you're that you're looking for so you have to spin it in a way that's going to make you know that employer look at your resume and say okay this person has the knowledge the skills they have what it takes to to do this role gotcha okay that that is so helpful for me um and we're going to talk about transferable skills in a minute because that is something that I need help with. I know several people are like, yo, when you bring that resume dude on there, you need to talk about transferable skills. I was like, all right, I got you. <laughs> Say less, you know? So um, anyway, so you're saying that is probably the biggest, and I don't want to take away from your webinars because we're going to talk about that too. Marvin has free webinars. He does great things for the community. He does great things for everybody, but y'all already know how I get down with my community. So uh, Marvin does great things. He's got all kind of information that he's going to give you at the end, but so the biggest thing that we do is thinking that this is just we we don't tailor make our stuff is what you're saying yeah exactly exactly so yeah that's one thing to remember when you're out there when you're submitting your resume make sure it's tailored okay so aside from that right like i know the biggest like pitfalls but what is the biggest thing we can do because you already heard me i ain't even gonna lie to you i get on google and that's that work i'm like yo thank you google thank you google gods you are the greatest right i just like copy paste plug in do whatever i even do that for letters of recommendation like i'm like when my students are like oh i need a letter of recommendation on my you know my peers my colleagues whatever like i need a letter of recommendation i'm like hmm how can i make this like real real fancy right so i look and i kind of get tips and i'm an english teacher so like you would think that somebody like me could just write something up and i do i do a lot but at the same time i still need tips so what do you think is the best like especially for our community, right? Like what are some of the best tips you can provide for resume building? Yeah. So as far as some of the tips that the best tips that I usually and recommendations that I give uh, my customers and you, you really have to look at the fact. So like you mentioned, if you go to Google and you're like, okay, let me try to find a, uh, a educator resume or let me try to find a human resources resume right. and I can just copy and paste in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing you have to remember is when you are trying to customize, your resume tells your story, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want it to tell of course. someone else's someone else's story because I guarantee you most resumes that recruiters receive, a lot of them are going to start, you know, they look the same and they're looking for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess you could say that, that purple unicorn, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to find that resume that jumps 
jumps out at them as opposed to all of the other resumes that are looking looking the same. So I always tell people like, okay, when you are ready to write your story, make sure you're keeping a running list of accomplishments. Make sure you keep a running list of uh, projects that you've been a part of. So just make sure you don't have to put everything in a resume right away, right? Mm -hmm. You just want to just keep some sort of documentation to say, well, I did this on this date and just keep a running list of, you know, maybe some kudos that you may have received from uh, an external client, maybe a supervisor. Just keep essentially a journal of all that information. So when it's time for you to update your resume, whether you do it or you pay someone else to do it, then you can give them that information that says, and tell them this is everything that I've accomplished, everything that I've done throughout my career. Wow. Can you work with this? So okay. just make sure you just keep a running a running list of everything because just putting your, you know, your generic day-to-day responsibilities on your resume doesn't tell anything. What? I mean, they want you to expand on that stuff. Oh, my gosh, Marvin. <laughs> I did not know that. Like this. So you're telling me my resume. Now, listen, I knew this. Like, I know that your resume is supposed to be like you are supposed to be shine. Like we're supposed to hit that shine bright like a diamond. Right. Like I get that. But I didn't know that I was supposed to be like my own hype man. Like, yo, I did this, this and this. I'm out here doing this. Like I really did think that, Okay, let me just show like the skills that I've done or the things. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, the menial task throughout the day so yo i'm sure people are listening to this like how is this girl how does she know these people because these people are great and she is because <laughs> i'm listening to you and i'm like yo like that's really like even in i know so many of us right we we learned resumes in high school a lot of us did right and that's kind of like our real only experience with it some of us take a college course i don't even know what college course that would like what that would be in you know what I'm saying like unless you're doing some I I don't know like honestly I don't even know but the majority of us were exposed to resume building in high school and so it's very basic it's very generic and then we don't have anyone that sits down and tells us yo this is actually what this looks like in real life like when you've actually done things when you've actually accomplished things you know what I mean so yeah yeah and it's funny you say that because I had a customer literally the other day that I did their resume for them. And I was talking to them over the phone and they told me that they were a little embarrassed because they had their same resume, yeah. the same template from mm-hmm. college. Baby. And the only thing they were doing was just, they were just adding to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yep. And that was one thing I saw them with. No, like, no, no, oh no, my no. Gosh. we got to get, we got to get rid of that and give you a new template, a new format. Golly, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Who would do that? Awkward laugh. <laughs> Who would do something? Because, <laughs> like, yo, you are, like, speaking to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm just like, golly. But, I mean, and, and that's true. So let me ask you this, because this one's kind of like a side note. A lot of people now are putting their pictures on their resume. Now, like, let's talk about that, because, you know, we black folks. Like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this professional? Like, I just really need to know that. Like, what 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 do you think about that as a professional? So I will say, as far as putting your picture on your resume, that is a huge, huge no no. Okay. All right. So Not take that off. If y'all have that, if y'all have that, yeah. don't do that. Take it off. Marvin, the professional said, ah, ah. Yeah, take it off, take it off, because you really don't want to. And unfortunately, there's so many biases in mm-hmm. the workplace these days. Like, if you put your picture on there, 
you know, people see certain things and you don't want to, you know, get your name out of the running before you even really have yeah. have a chance, right? But then some people may say, okay, well, if my picture is not on my resume, someone can just go and look up my LinkedIn, right. my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people that that's, that, that's cool. A lot of recruiters do use LinkedIn to mm-hmm. recruit. There's really no way to get around that if you're on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But when you submit your resume, that's typically the first thing that they see mm-hmm. before they even go to your LinkedIn profile right. most of the time. So you don't want them to see that right off the, you know, right off the bat. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, you don't know who's looking at your resume, right? right? So you want to give yourself the best shot. So just leave the uh, picture off of your resume. Do not put it on there. Okay. So, I mean, I, I have seen that so much. I've never done it. This is like the one thing that you didn't like charge me up about. But like, <laughs> So I, that's the only thing, the only like pitfall that I haven't made, but I didn't, I didn't put my picture on there. And I felt like the exact same thing that you said, I was a little nervous. Cause I'm like, there are a lot of biases. I mean, my first name is Felicia, right? P H Y. L-I-C-I-A, not even F-E-L-I-C-I-A, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like even when they see my name, they already know, like, oh, like, she's probably black. And I don't I don't know. So I feel like there might have been some biases there. Um, so I was I was really nervous about that. But OK, so I want to know, let's talk about some transferable skills, because and I have to let y'all know okay. this. Everybody. I mean, I said it earlier, but as an educator. Right. Um, this is difficult. And it kind of hits home, like, really intensely for a lot of educators, right? Because we are educators, many of whom have master's degrees, PhDs, and we go into the classroom. And the way people love to underpay teachers is by saying, it's a calling. Oh, my gosh, all the good that you do, right? But there are a lot of teachers out there that are trying to pivot simply because they're like, look, I'm not like my counterparts that have the same amount of schooling are making 80, 90, 100K, right? And I'm sitting here in a classroom making, depending on the state, right, anywhere from thirty-five to 60000 just average. You know what I mean? Average. With people, your mm-hmm. counterparts that have the same education. And so I think we get caught up. And so this is, I know I'm speaking for personal experience as a teacher. But what I want to know is people, period, that you, that come to you and are like, look, I'm trapped. I've been at the same job for however long, Um what is the advice that you would give to people who don't know where to start or where to go if their skills are transferable? I know that's like 50 million questions, but I'm just trying to like break it down. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you do with people who say, I don't even know where to start? Let's start there. Then we can go to the transferable skills. I don't even know where to start. Marvin, help me out. Boom. Yeah. So um, you can actually start. And one of the things that I normally recommend mm-hmm. is taking what you would call a skills inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just kind of looking at, looking at your career in its entirety and just looking at the type of skills that you do have. And I'll take a teacher, for example, right? So there are times where teachers may want to transition out of the classroom, transition out of education, and maybe they want to go to a corporate environment. Well, one of the things that they can look at and say, oh, well, I have training and development skills, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've been in, you've been in the classroom, you, you've taught for X amount of years, mm-hmm. you created curriculums, you've done all of that stuff, right? Right. Something like that would be, you can transfer into like a training and development role. Right. At like a corporation or something, mm-hmm. right? So you can just look at that and say, okay, well, I've been in the classroom, I've, I've, I've taught, I've trained. Let's look at some of these training and development roles at some of these other companies. Well, aside from teaching, you can look at other individuals in other positions throughout 
throughout the workforce and you just want to take that skills inventory. Okay, do you have training skills? Do you have project management skills? Do you have administrative management skills? So just take that inventory of all the skills that you have Mm -hmm. and start comparing it to some jobs that you may have interest in. Okay, well, what type of roles can these skills transfer into and there's so many other career assessments out there online that you can that you can take as well some really really good ones all that are out there some of them are free some of them are not you can really just simply google career assessments and it would normally give you like the top five that you can take and I always say pick all five of them okay <laughs> right to see to see if, see if there's trends in there yeah. and if all of them give you the same outcome then you know you know well, at least you have a starting point mm-hmm. to where you know the direction that you want to head in so basically, if we have, if we take these assessments, because I've seen like the kids in high school take these, right? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it just kind of tells you, well, I think theirs are more so their interest, right? So is the career assessment very similar to that? Like, it'll also find your interest as well as like what your, your actual skills and what things you have done? Correct. So what, what a lot of these assessments will do at the end they will give you careers mm-hmm. that you could potentially look into that ah. match those that match your interests. Mm-hmm. And they'll, of course, you'll go through, you'll answer like in some cases, 75 to maybe like a hundred questions or something. Right. And they'll calculate your responses and give you certain areas mm-hmm. to where you're strong, you know, some certain areas where you're really strong in certain areas where you're, you know, you don't have that much interest and then they'll kind of give you some, some some potential careers that you you can look into and at least that's a start so at least you can start looking at some of those those careers and seeing if it's a, a good fit for you so i okay i really appreciate that because i think that one thing too that i've realized is like there's careers out there like sometimes i meet people and they say what they do and i'm like yo i didn't even know that existed Right. Like that's like a whole thing where like I continue to meet people and everybody knows this. I'm an extrovert. Yo, I spark up conversations in a grocery store line. I'm that person. I'm sorry if you've been behind me or in front of me and I just start talking to you. I'm sorry, y'all. It's who I am. Okay, like I don't know. But in my time of doing that, right, in my 33 years on this planet and just always talking to people, I have found and I'm learning from people and the things that they do. And I'm like, that's a really interesting career. But I would have never known that it even existed had I not sparked up a conversation with that person or started talking to them in some way. Right. And so I feel the same way about the career assessment that you're telling me. I think that there are careers out there that we we just kind of feel resigned sometimes, right? Like in our positions, at our current um, occupations, we just go, well, I don't know, like we're like, I don't know what skills I have or I'm not even talented. I don't know what to do, where to go. So taking this assessment is actually the first step in figuring out, um, first of all, what we're good at, what we can transfer to another job. And on top of that, jobs that we probably didn't even know existed. Like sometimes when my students are taking those assessments, Marvin, I'm looking and I'm like, yo, I never heard of that. Like, I have to Google that myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so yeah. I, I I just feel like there's so much more that we can get into instead of just resigning, you know, and feeling like, well, life is, we're just supposed to be miserable at our jobs. You know what I mean? And I think so much yeah, of that yeah. is, accurate. like, so much of that is how many of us feel, like, or we don't have time. So let's talk to that, too, because I feel like that's a big one. What do you tell people that are like, I, like... <laughs> 
I know this is like, well, duh, I just tell them that if they want to change, they make time, right? I totally get that. <laughs> like, I get it. But there are people, right? And this is kind of, even with the last episode, um, with my other episode with Shavada Frazier, um, we pay people because a lot of times we don't have the time or the skills, right? Um, to do, mm-hmm. I don't, listen, listening to you the first five minutes of this call, I was like, yeah, I ain't got the skills. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to go and <laughs> hire Marvin and his crew to hook me up because I ain't got the skills, right? So, um, what do you tell people that are like, I, I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't have the skills. I don't have the time. I'm a full-time mom, wife, husband, worker, whatever. Like, what do you tell those people when they want to shift? But I mean, life is life. Yeah. So one of the things that I tell those people is if they don't have the time, they have a lot of other things going on outside of work. Mm-hmm. You can actually take full advantage of opportunities at your current place of employment. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn a new skill, if you want to find out what you're, you know, what you're good at, some of the things that you had a positive impact on in your current role within your current company, look at the opportunities within your, your organization. Cause there's a lot of places out there that will pay for, pay for certifications, uh. pay for professional development opportunities, like for you to go to conferences, for you to go to different, different trainings, mm-hmm. like see what your company's policies are on those sort of things. Because I talk to a lot of people and I've, known and been around a lot of people who have that mentality that, you know, I just want to go to work and, 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 and go home, which, okay, is fine in a sense. But if you're looking to try to pivot into something else, you want to try to make that, make that happen. So take advantage of everything that's offered to you at work, because I had a job where they paid $1,200 for me to go and take a course for me to sit for an HR certification. Oh. So you, you, you don't you don't know these things unless you unless you ask. Yeah. Um, maybe you can you know, maybe there's another department that you may have some interest in. You've kind of been thinking about it for a little while. Well, maybe get with your manager and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the possibility of transitioning to, an, you know, another department or, mm-hmm. you know, what what can I do? Can I take on more responsibilities? Can I do this, this or that? Don't you know, if you want to try to make a career change, don't go into your job with the mentality that you know, they don't pay me enough for that. Or, you know, I I don't want to do that. Just try to find different ways you can take advantage of the opportunities at your current place of employment, whether it be professional development, whether it be you furthering your education, taking advantage of, you know, them paying for certifications, because all of these things, you can take those and put them on your resume. Right. So when you add those things to your resume, it gives, you know, your resume a new and fresher look mm-hmm. with some new skills that you learned at your current your current job. And that also can play a big role in helping you pivot into something else. Ah, okay. So um, I have, uh, okay, so actually two of my, my cousin um and she is also we, we're gonna get into this too because you're like kind of a life coach and all of that or not kind of you are a life coach right like you yeah, help well, okay I, I guess you could say that <laughs> i mean yeah this i guess i mean this is you know but we're gonna get into that too because i you know as looking in uh looking at your website i'm seeing you have landed people these jobs at all these different companies names that we know you know so i wanted to <laughs> speak to that too but one thing so is it bad because Actually, let me just tell you my cousin said. Let me just back up. <laughs> so my cousin um, Edwin once said, and he said this on his Facebook, and and it really struck me because I'm not being funny. This is literally my life. So he said, people always get concerned about having a lot of um, 
what do you call it, like previous jobs on their resume, right? And he said, when people ask me, um, why why do you have so many jobs here, right? If he's in an interview or anything and they ask him, why do you have so many jobs? He says, the truth is I do each one of my jobs so well that people see me and then recruit me to work for them. And that's the truth. And I was like, damn, <laughs> like what he said, like the way he said it, you know, really shook me because he was like, I do my job so well that while I'm doing my current job, people come up and recruit me and say, yo, I want you. You know what I mean? And so is this like, what do you what do you think about that when people say like you have um, if people are nervous to put a lot of jobs, previous jobs on their resume? What do you think about that? So I actually I actually come in in, in contact with those situations quite frequently where people do have numerous jobs where they may stay at job one job for two years then they go to another job they may stay there for about a year and a half Mm -hmm. then go on to the next one for a couple of years so i was actually looking at something um reading someone's post on linkedin the other day and this individual made a great point and um what she said was that it's okay especially as millennials Mm -hmm. it's okay to stay at a job for a couple of years and move on, maybe stay at another job for a couple of years, because you're really just trying to get your, you know, get a feeling for what you want to ultimately end up doing, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. you may finally get somewhere and say, okay, this is the spot. This is where, where I want to be. Now you've worked a few jobs prior to that, and you found the job where you want to be. But um, to your cousin's point, <clears throat> that's, you know, I would tell people stick to the relevant jobs. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you've held let's say five jobs in the last seven years, I would probably, depending on the type of jobs that you're applying for, try to stick with the relevant experience. Right. Um, so it's, sometimes it's okay to leave certain jobs off of your, your resume the further you go, the further you go back. So even if uh, there's the normal a gap? Rule of, so, um, and that's what I was going to jump into next. Okay. So I always say don't leave, if you've held employment, don't leave a gap. On your resume, you may want to shift that job to a different section on your resume. Maybe call it something like additional work experience or something Mm. to where it's still on your resume, Mm -hmm. but it's not left completely off. But you don't want to go back so far on your resume to where, you know, you have like your part-time jobs or something from from college when that stuff is not relevant. But the normal rule of thumb is to have about 10 years of work experience on your resume, depending on where you're at in your career. Uh, if you're entry level, obviously you're not going to have 10 years of experience. But once you hit like that mid career, senior career, and you, you know you want to have about 10 to 15 years of experience, but just try to focus on what's relevant. And if it's not as relevant, then create a different section and just label it additional experience. That way, it's still on your resume. Okay. All right. So I didn't even know that so you, you could so like you, shift so you that don't around. Have a gap. Gotcha. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I didn't even know that that was yeah, a there's thing. There's so many different ways. Yeah, there's so many different ways. You can craft your resume to where you're still keeping things on there, even if it may not be as relevant in order not to have gaps on your gaps on your resume. There's so many different formats and templates that you can use now. And it's really going to depend on what you're trying to pivot into. What are you trying to, you know, where are you trying to go? What type of jobs are you looking for? So there's so many different ways you can craft your resume. So it just really depends on that particular person's situation. Okay. So with that, let me ask you, and this is just like a simple question. Is there mm-hmm. really a like 
yo, this, you doing too much on here. Like, is there really a number? Because people are like, keep your resume to one page. Keep your resume to one page. Do they mean one page front and back? Like, what what is the magical number? Because, like, obviously, ain't nobody finna read a five-page resume. We know you're doing too much with that, right? But, like, what is, like, an acceptable, this is sleek, this is aesthetically pleasing, this has all the information I need? Is there a magic number for that? You know that is a, that's another good question because when I when I made uh, an appearance on a local news station a couple of weeks ago, that was the question they asked. Well, mm-hmm. what is the length your resume should be? Mm-hmm. And there's not really a, a definitive rule for that. It just really depends. It depends on where you're at in your career. Like I just mentioned, are you fresh out of college? Mm-hmm. Are you you know five years into your career? Are you at like the senior level to where you're like ten plus years into your career? So it's really going to depend. If you're an entry-level professional, your resume needs to be nine times out of ten needs to be one page because you don't have much experience. If you have reached the point of your career to where you're like five years in, five years plus, most of the time you're going to have about two pages for your resume because you want to be able to, of course, show your accomplishments. You want to be able to, uh, you know, emphasize your qualifications. So you're going to need more than one page for that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think people find themselves in this situation. They're like, okay, I've been told all of my career, my resume needs to be one page. So they're trying to shove everything into that one page. And in some cases they're leaving stuff yeah. out that's relevant to that job that they're applying for. So then if it's not in there, we don't know that you have that skill or you have that, have that experience. So it's okay to have a two page resume. So I'll just put that out there for everyone to hear. It's okay. If your resume is longer than one page. Okay, so when you fine. say two pages, you mean like front and back. We're not talking about like two pages, front and back, like like four pages actually, right? We're talking about like front and back, no, no, two pages. No, 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 Right? <laughs> yeah, front and back, two pages. Listen, yeah. you got to yeah. be specific because folks be like, nah, he said two pages. Like, ma'am, <laughs> not, this is four. This is four, ma'am. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we got to, I got to be sure. Okay. Uh, Marvin. Yeah, front and back, front and back. Okay. Let me ask you this, because it's important, fam. It's important, okay? Are we as millennials, are we still out here in these streets lying about being Microsoft Excel proficient on our resumes? Are we still doing that? <laughs> are we still doing it? Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Ugh. Unfortunately, yes. Do we need and, to stop, Marvin? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm still going to put it on there and be like, yo, I tried to add, you know, in the cells, right, where you try to put, like, add this cell and this cell, and then it'll put the sum over here. Fam, I Googled it and everything. Cause I was like, you know what? But I'm still going to leave that Microsoft Excel proficient on my resume, even know. though I don't know how to do the very basics. Do you hear me? Well, oh. you know what? And there are going to be some cases where you put that on your resume and let me just say this to everyone don't ever ever lie on your resume okay so let me put that out there first okay but if you put on there that you're proficient in microsoft excel you might find yourself in a situation to where you get into an interview and they may start asking you specific questions Mm -hmm. about excel and if you're not able to answer those questions then not only is that going to be awkward right, <laughs> at right. the moment, then you will never know if you want to apply to that company again. Mm-hmm. And now those people remember you from last time and they're like, oh, right. that person, that person lied on their resume. Yeah. So, you know, pe- 
people talk, right? People mm-hmm. see things, people talk. So just keep it, keep it honest. Only put on there what you're, what you're good. I mean, you know, what you know, mm-hmm. and don't embellish anything because you'll never know if you get into a situation to like, okay, well, tell me this or show me this. So you don't want to put yourself in that situation. <sighs> All right, Marvin, fine. Dang, I'll erase it. You don't have to come <laughs> for me like that on my own show, though. You know what I mean? Like... You could have hit it like a softer <laughs> blow. Like, that was just really rude. Fine. I'll delete it. I'll erase it. I'll pull up my resume. App. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm hiring you, so you're going to pull up my resume. <laughs> and you're going to erase it from there. Be like, Felicia, you know good and well. You said on your show <laughs> with the listeners listening, okay? Oh, fine. I'll take it off. But I just need to know, because I know millennials listen. We have been lying about that since we learned Microsoft Excel in, like, I don't even know what grade we were in. Probably sixth grade. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We took that little course in sixth grade, little computer class. Boy, we've been out here capping ever since. I just needed folks to know. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Well, you know what? Ebony Ebony had to tell me real early on in my career, she had to put me in my place, too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, her being a computer teacher. Of course. She gave me a a quiz, and uh, and, and since I couldn't pass it, she was like, maybe you need to think about taking that off your your resume. (laughs) So. <laughs> oh, y'all have to know Ebony for this to hit home. Because <laughs> she's not going to play games with you. Well, maybe you should stop lying to the folks. Because <laughs> she's going to let you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that hurt my feelings, too. I would have just gone and deleted it in that moment. Like She was like, you know what? I got a whole degree in this. <laughs> I teach this whole certification. You're not going to sit here and try to take my job. I feel it. I felt her on that, you know? So... Anyway, um, so let me let me just say this, Marvin. Earlier this week, um, you posted um, a super touching story, and I kind of want to end on this note because everything I do is for my community. Um, and I say I say it in this order, right? I say everything I do is for God, my family, and and the culture, right? My folks. And so this week, and one thing that I I was just so impressed with. Um, and I want to know if you, if, would you share that story that you shared on your Facebook this week? Because I feel like people need to know, because I have Marvin, the professional, the man that, uh, wears suits and ties, um, and is decked out who wears cool socks, by the way, cause I do think your socks are always dope. But anyway, um, <laughs> they, you gotta, you gotta follow this man on Instagram. We'll give you all that info, but, uh, you know, dressed to the nines all the time. We see this Marvin, right? Um, but we don't know Marvin's life. And so this week you shared a story and I just, could you give us like a couple minutes? Could you just share that story with us and tell us, you know, where you've been and what, what, where you are now? Is that cool, Marvin? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's perfectly fine. So, uh, just a little bit of background about the post that I made on Facebook. So, uh, about 15 years ago, um, unfortunately I, made a bad decision uh, to where you know I was I was I was young and dumb like they that you know people would normally say um and I was uh arrested in charge with vandalism back in 2005 um and it was damage to damage to property obviously it was vandalism and I was uh charged with that and also charged with making a false statement to the police about about the situation so um you know to make to really make a longer story short um you know i had to spend uh 
two years on probation, supervised, what they call supervised supervision because of it, spent two years on that. On that and all this, that time I was in college. <laughs> so wow. you can just imagine, you can just imagine it, it happened in the summer of 2005. So I was actually home uh, for break, um, you know, got into the trouble. Uh, a, a warrant was issued. I was arrested, charged, you know, got out on, on, on bail. And uh, ultimately, I ended up um, being uh, put on probation because of it. But I was having to come back for court dates, and and I was, you know, I, I would get up for a test in the morning, an exam, and I would have to drive back home right after the exam to go to to go to court, and then drive right back, drive right back to school, and then also go and see my probation officer once a month. So it was really a strain on me as a college student, just knowing that that bad decision. Uh, you know, led to me having to do all of this this extra stuff that I, I tell young people all of the time: stay out of trouble, <laughs> regardless of right. what you know, regardless of what what it is. Stay out of trouble because the consequences aren't aren't fun at all. And it also had an impact on me early on when I got out of college. I had to answer that. You know, I had to check the box, right? Like they would say, right? When yep. You, you got to check that box because you you know you were arrested for arrested for a crime. So. You know, just really, you know, I have to learn the how to overcome all of this. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what do I, you know, getting out there and, uh, you know, networking and just pushing and just trying to overcome all of this because I have that in my, have that in my background. So it was really a, a tough couple of years, really a tough few years because I still had to feel the impact of that when I was out there looking for a job as an entry level, entry level professional because every time I went to an interview, they asked me about that. Right. Like, tell me about, you know, tell me about that arrest, you know, wh- why, you know, what did I, ha- you know, I had to answer all of those questions. So, um, that, that was really, you know, that was really tough, but I was able to overcome all of that. Um, you know, and unfortunately it's not as easy for some of our people in our community to overcome some of that because they've had, you know, wow, uh, worse things in a sense, right? That right. They have, you know, they've been arrested for more serious crimes and some of them don't get that that second opportunity like I did and that's one one of the reasons why you know I'm out there trying to make a difference for a little while I taught I taught at the Dallas County Jail mm-hmm. as well helping people you know polish up and, and teach them how to write resumes and teach them how to look for jobs as an individual who has a record right. so I just wanted to try to pass some of that knowledge down down to them so it was definitely definitely tough but you know I'm glad where I'm at today, but um, it was, you know, definitely some tough times back then. Marvin, I can't even say like how much I love you. Like <laughs> I was reading that post and I was like, oh my gosh, like I just love this man. I love uh, and, you know, just for those of you who um, who don't know Marvin, he posted a picture of his actual mugshot, you know, and then this picture of him beside him and decked out in his suit and tie, what you see today. Um, and it was just it was really um, really, there's no words because it was motivating and heartbreaking because we know that far too often, sometimes we see the first picture of people and that determines the rest of their life, right? And so for Marvin to be able to say, hey, I came, I saw, I overcame, I'm conquering, all of that good stuff um, was really powerful, especially for those in our community because we know that box. Um, I don't know a black person who doesn't know another black person that doesn't have to check that box, right? Like you said the box and everybody knew what box you were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how relevant that is in our community. So 
Marvin, please tell the folks how we can reach you. Like, I, how can we get a hold of you? Because, listen, I'm going to need it too because, you know, I'm about to call you right after we're done on this call. I'm going to be like, look, you, you hit on some stuff, so I need you to hit up that resume. So go ahead, tell the folks how we can contact you, Marvin. Yeah, so there's a few different ways you can contact me. So the first way, you can find me on social media. I'm actually on uh, Instagram, um, at the resume guy on Instagram. And then on Facebook, you can find me, my business page under uh, Get Noticed Resume Writing and More, LLC. And you can also uh, check out my website. I actually just updated it the other week. It's Get Noticed Resumes and More. Dot com, so you can check me out there as well. So there's multiple ways that you can get in touch with me. So if you um, if you are feeling stuck, if you want to pivot, if you're like, yo, I already know my resume is full of just different folks' resumes, just Googled, copied, and pasted, um, please give Marvin a call. He got a whole a whole list of skills and as is everything that he can help you with. So I'm just really impressed, Marvin. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I just appreciate all of your knowledge, everything you do for our community. Um, again, you have listened to another episode of Black Joy and Bootstraps. I'm your host, Felicia Jimenez. Please follow me on all the social medias. Um, Facebook at Black Joy and Bootstraps. Instagram, Black Joy and Bootstraps. Twitter, Black Joy and Boots. That's B-L-K, uh, Joy and Boots. Hit me up. Uh, again, thank y'all so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. All this knowledge that you gained today, go teach somebody. Okay? Each one, teach one. Thank you.